1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Okay, the signs say sold and the numbers are unbelievable. Home sales are up. Can you break down those numbers for us? Well, first of all, 15,652 sales in a month. Tina, I don't even remember when I saw numbers like that last. I mean, it's really easy to qualify these numbers to say last March, we only had half a month or so of activity because come March 13th, we were pretty much in shutdown mode. But 15,000 sales in a month is absolutely insane. And wow, the it really does put an exclamation point on the heat of the market. So let's talk about the prices. The prices, we're looking at an average of a million ninety-seven five sixty-five. Last March, we were at 902,787. That's a 21.6% increase. Now, as, as big as that is, that's, that's getting into unhealthy territory. And, Inventory supply issues have caused a lot of this, and we are in a dire need of more inventory because if not, there's so much demand out there, it's going to keep increasing prices. And people that have been waiting on the sidelines, waiting for the bubble to burst or the market to crash, you've been waiting a long time, and it's not going to happen. Now, what about in terms of properties? What is hot right now? Is it the single-family home or the detached home? Is that what people are looking for? Yeah, the detached home continues to lead. Uh, Semi-detached and townhouses have started to take off just because people think that the detached homes are getting out of reach, but the condos have started to bounce back as well. Like, just imagine what the price increase percentage would have been if the condos hadn't started to bounce back. You could be looking at a 25, 28% increase, but with condos bouncing back because people realizing that, you know, that is the affordable way for them to get into the housing market is through a condo. uh, That's what's helped keep the percentage increase down in the uh, 20, 21% range. Now, in terms of uh, regions, was there an area in Toronto, in the GTA, that was hotter than another? Oh, Peel region. Uh, Peel region had some good showings. Now, the thing with Peel is they don't have a lot of inventory. So, uh, York region continues to be you know, around the 3,000 sale mark, and that's phenomenal for the region itself. I mean, we had... 4,734 new listings. We had 2,911 sales. That's not, that's six weeks of inventory or so. So we need more inventory really bad. We're looking at uh, average prices. If you're looking at the region, we're at a million two sixty-five four eighty-one, And that is significant because to buy a detached home in York region, you're paying a lot of money. And there's still a lot of people flocking to the region because of the size of lots, because of the schools, and uh, it's continuing to grow. So, you know, it's great to see some 
subdivisions coming up in Markham now because we really need it. There's more condos coming up, but the uh, the housing prices are just insane. Now, under normal, air quotes, uh, circumstances, there would be an increase in terms of more properties on the market around this time of year. What's happening now? Are you still starting to see that or not so much? So active listings, if you're looking at that, last year at this time, we had 10,676. And at this time, usually you start to see a spike and we were at 10,603. So when you're looking at active listings being less than what they were last year, sales being double what they were last year, that highlights a serious problem in our supply and demand equation. I mean, we had less active listings, but we had 22,709 new listings, which is pretty typical. I mean, we do have a spike but that just shows you that everything that's being listed is being absorbed, and that is an issue. I mean, there's, there's so much demand out there. And remember, this is all domestic demand. We have not opened the borders yet. The students have not come back to school yet. This is all domestic demand. So a CIBC economist was quoted as saying, if you think Toronto is unaffordable now, you wait. That sounds ominous. And Toronto, if you think about world-class cities, Toronto is the best deal in the world. If you think of Paris, Chicago, New York, London, England, Toronto has a lot of upside in terms of where it could end up. So for a world-class city, yeah, he's right. Toronto has been one of the most affordable cities in the world. And that's why we've been... Uh, you know, an attractive destination for foreign buyers to purchase and invest in our housing economy. It's because of the affordability factor. So he's 100% right that when he's talking about Toronto not being uh, or reaching its potential in terms of housing prices, he's he's 100% correct. So where do we go from here? What's your advice then to a potential buyer or seller who is listening right now? The advice is if, if you, you aspire to be in the housing market, if you aspire to be an owner, you got to get in wherever you can. Don't wait uh, for an opportunity, uh, say, in Markham or Richmond Hill or Vaughan. Get in where you can and let the equity move you into your next home. And that's what we've been telling people is don't restrict yourself right now. A lot of people are working from home. There's less limitations on where they can live, uh, you know, less commuting to work because everyone's working online, schools are online. Go where you can go and uh, get into the housing market as soon as you can. But you're not suggesting that, you know, because people are feeling anxious that they really should jump in now before it gets even more unattainable. You're not suggesting, though, that they get in over their heads. No, you have to get in where you can actually afford to live the rest of your life as well. I mean, there's no sense in jumping in and putting all your all your money into your home because there's going to be a lot of other stuff that comes up. You know, if you're starting a family, you're going to have kids. Like, You want to be able to live your life as well. But that's why I'm saying go where it's affordable, and then that way you can still live your life and build equity in the home over there and then move to another area. You don't have to you know, end up where you buy your first home. It's, it's a stepping stone. It's a starter home. 
So let's find the right area for you to be able to live comfortably in your home. And then you can always think about moving to other areas later on. And how do you take that first step? How do you find that first or that starter home? You know, I have a lot of people, uh, a lot of people in, in terms of first-time home buyers that are now looking outside. They're looking at the Dunvilles, the Kitcheners, the Guelphs, and uh, you know, even Clarington, Bowmanville. They're looking outside of where their comfort area is even, and that's because they want to get into home ownership. So now you're going where your dollar can get you the best value. And then later on in, in five years or seven or eight years, they can always move back because they're going to be building equity in those areas too. What we try to look for is areas that are up and coming that people will be able to capitalize on and and take money out of their home in the future to be able to buy where they want to buy. So your advice is there's always a way and real estate is still a good investment? It really is. If you look at Toronto real estate over the last 20, 30 years, it really is a great investment. And it's it's a safe haven for your money. You're not going to be. It's not volatile uh, as some markets. It's not uh, you know not as volatile as the stock market. It's a great way to invest your money and build on it. After the break, we continue with our focus on the hot market and talk of a tax on your principal residence. This is on the market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. On the Market is back. I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. Over to my co-host, Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties, with today's guest. Thank you, Tina. Joining us is the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board's Chief Market Analyst, Jason Mercer. Jason, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on. First, Jason, what's your reaction to the March numbers? Like, to, a, to a certain degree, it's basically a continuation of the, the trends we've seen unfolding you know, over the last nine months or so, certainly since the, the, the summer of 2020, uh, where, you know, we've seen uh, really strong growth uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of sales to the point where we've been setting consecutive monthly records in terms of home sales. Um, and while listings have been growing, they haven't been growing at the same pace. And so over that time, market conditions have tightened and competition between buyers in a lot of neighborhoods throughout the greater Toronto area, including in York Region, um, have, uh, you know, that competition has, has been enhanced and, and the end result um, has been, you know, an accelerating pace of, uh, of price growth as well. So this can't possibly continue, can it? Well, I mean, you know, what we've been saying and, and, and you know, this is, this is not just sort of a, a COVID period uh, um, type of issue because if you think back, to, you know, midway through 2019 and up until about, you know, the middle of March last year, um, we are starting to see a real tightening again in the market after we've seen a bit of a lull as a result of the fair housing plan that brought in the, you know, the foreign buyers tax. And, and after that, we had the introduction of the Austin stress test. And so there's been a bit of a lull um, in 2017 and 2018, but we were starting to see uh, the market tighten up again really midway through 2019. And and it was starting to, you know, shed light on an issue that had really unfolded over the past decade where the population in the GTA uh, continued to grow on a sustained basis on the back of immigration, uh, yet we weren't seeing the, the, the additions to the housing stock 
uh, grow at the same pace, and and that sort of fed through into a, into a lack of listings as well um, over the last few years. And so, you know, if if you want to think towards a uh, more sustained uh, growth in the housing market, where you're seeing more affordable home prices over the longer term. Uh, from a policymaker's perspective, the concentration really needs to be on bringing on more um, housing, both in the ownership and the rental markets, but even more than that, not just housing in the aggregate, but a greater diversity of housing types and so that we're filling that gap between you know, traditional single-family development and condominium apartments, and it allows people to start kind of move through the housing continuum on an affordable basis over time. And, Jason, I mean, we're, we're looking at the average price just continuing to climb, and you know the twenty uh, twenty one March numbers say it's a million ninety seven five sixty five, and it just recently broke the million dollar mark. There's a lot of talk about calming down the market, and what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, first on 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 price, and and uh, you know if you think about where the drivers of that price growth. Um, have been it's it's in a lot of cases has been in the suburban regions surrounding uh, the city of Toronto specifically when you're thinking about you know low rise or single family home types so detached semi detached and, and and townhomes and so you know if you look at the overall price growth that came in um, you know at about 21 percent 22 percent. Um, but if you look at, you know, price growth in some of the, um, you know, regions surrounding the city, it was even greater um, than that average. And so we've seen a real pickup in the demand um, for those uh, for those low-rise home types. Some of that obviously to do with, with changes in, in, in working circumstances as a, as a result of, uh, of COVID-19. And our consumer polling, you know, suggests that, um, you know, that will continue as we move through, uh, as we move through 2021. But, you know, it's true. Um, and, and we've seen this in the past as well, that when you start to see an accelerating pace of price growth, um, you start to hear more and more discussions around, you know, public policy changes or public policy initiatives um, that could that could cool the market down. And, you know, we, we've seen them in the past when you think about changes to mortgage lending guidelines, uh, when you think about the Austria 2 percentage point stress test, when you focus in on certain uh, segments of, uh, of buyers like the, uh, like the foreign buyers tax. But what we found over time is that while those have a short-term impact on the market, you may see sales dip, you may see prices sort of bottom out or even, even dip a little bit. Um, you know, generally speaking, you see the market come back. You see the market tighten up again because over the long term, the population continues to grow. People need a place to live and, and homes are in short supply. Um, so, you know, when I think about um, you know, where policy needs to go. And sometimes it sounds like a broken record, but, you know, we need more supply in the marketplace and we need a greater diversity of, uh, of, of, uh, of housing supply as well. And so I think governments get it at the municipal, at the provincial, even at the, at the federal level. Um, but the next step is to move from sort of getting it from a policy perspective and getting it from actually, you know, getting some shovels in the ground. And that's a bit of a long-term process. Some economists are saying that immediate steps are needed. What do you think is on the table? Is that just about interest rates? Is it about, you know, talk of the tax on the principal residence? What do you think they're looking at? Well, certainly, if you think about the tax on the, on the principal or on capital gains on, on the sale of a, of a principal residence, 
it, it, you know, for, from a federal perspective, I mean, the, the 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 government has said that you know that's not an option uh, that they're that they're looking at. So you know, we'll take them at their uh, at their word. Um, and and I think you know some of these types of policy initiatives are often fraught with with the potential for for unintended consequences. So think about you know a, a tax on uh, on capital gains on the primary residence. Well, one of the Unintended consequences could be uh, an even um, uh, an even more constrained supply of listings because if there's going to be that tax, you don't look at selling your house; you look at maybe renovating instead, and so you don't move. Uh, and we've already seen you know evidence of other taxes having that impact. For example, land transfer tax um, in the city of Toronto, where you know more people chose not to list their home for sale because they're faced with that additional upfront tax. Um, and they chose to renovate instead, and that uh, and that stunted uh, listings. Um, on the interest rate front, you know that you mentioned, it's a bit of a blunt instrument. So certainly, um, the low borrowing costs that we've experienced over um, you know the the better part of the last year uh, has ha- certainly played a role in in the the housing market conditions that we're experiencing today. Um, but there's other segments of the economy that will continue to rely on low interest rates as we recover further from COVID-19. I'm thinking, you know, both small business owners that, you know, are going to uh, benefit from, from low borrowing costs as, as they look to recover from, uh, you know, lost revenues during the, uh, during the COVID-19 period. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's difficult when we're thinking about sort of short-term uh, um, you know, fixes for the housing market because there's, there's potential for other, um, you know, unattended consequences. And so that's why, you know, over the last number of years, you know, Treb has been saying, you know, we've got to get the supply issue um, under control because that's the only, you know, long-term fix that will avoid us having these discussions every time we move through um, a housing market cycle like we're doing right now. And Jason, one of the uh, aspects of the Toronto Real Estate Board, Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, that uh, people don't really get to know is the fact that you lobby for homeowners and their rights and to protect them with certain taxes that are tabled, you know, mainly the municipal land transfer taxes that you guys were successful in, uh, in having municipalities understand that they shouldn't be implementing that. And now they've tabled a uh, another tax, and it's supposed to be the most unpopular tax, which is the capital gains tax. Tell us a little bit about uh, you know the lobbying for that. Well, I think certainly from the uh, from from Treb's perspective, I mean we we like to take a, an evidence based approach, um, and and so you know if you think about uh, you know potentially uh, removing the exemption from capital gains taxes on on a primary residence, um, you know I, I don't think there's been any evidence presented. Uh, that, that suggests that that would go a long ways into cooling down the market. And I think you could certainly make the argument, um, you know, and I'll repeat again that, you know, when faced with such attacks, you'll see fewer homeowners likely choosing to list. Um, and they'll choose to say renovate their home and, and instead to, to have a better meet, uh, other housing needs. And that's sort of one of the unintended consequences in the past. You know, we've, we've certainly done other research and, 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 and polling to try to present, um, you know, a balanced view on other policy alternatives, for example, the, the foreign buyers tax. And, and, you know, while that was a, a very, uh, um, you know, heated debate, it started in Vancouver and, 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 and came to Toronto. And our point was that, you know, there's, there's really not that many foreign buyers in the market. At the time, our polling had suggested it was around 5%. And at first, that number was scoffed at. 
But after the uh, after the tax went into place and the government started actually reporting the share of foreign buyers in the marketplace, it was coming in right in around that you know five percent mark. And so again, you know, policy choices should be backed up by by you know quality research and and, and quality analysis. And and so you know where that void exists, we we try to fill it with uh, you know with with with, with good and, and and often third party arm's length research that uh you know seeks to provide you know some evidence uh um to 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 you know have that debate properly great information as always jason if people want more information about this where can they go uh certainly you know from a market perspective you can go to treb.ca that's t-r-r-e-b.ca um, and you can look up uh market stats both for the previous months and actually you know we have our market rush report um, on our system going back to 1996, and also at treb.ca, you can search uh, listings in real time. Um, so certainly it's a good place to start your search, both for properties and obviously if you're looking to, to find a realtor or you're looking for more information on the market. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to having you on again. Very welcome. Thanks very much. When we come back, your questions and the hot listing. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one comes from Tammy in Markham. She wants to know if you can explain blind bidding and what options do buyers have to avoid a bidding war. Oh, Asif, we hear this one a lot. We do. Blind bidding is basically people going in sight unseen and throwing offers on properties because they're frustrated. There's a lot of buyer fatigue out there. And if you know the area and you know the models of the houses and another one comes up, then that's when they're throwing these offers on there. And uh, it's driving it's driving up the price. But you have to remember that a lot of these homes are priced under market value, which is not helping the perception that you know, everything is selling for a hundred or two hundred thousand over asking because you have to look at the market value. And if the market value in a certain area is a million dollars for a detached home, when you see something come up for seven ninety nine, you know that that's not the true value of that property, and it is going to go over asking. You know, the true picture would be if a, a million-dollar home sold for a million fifty, then you've got fifty thousand over asking. How do you protect yourself? There's there's lots of ways. I mean, you can do a bully offer so that uh, you can try and scoop a home before. You're pretty much going to have to go in with a firm offer, meaning you don't have conditions, and you're going to have to be over-asking pretty close to the price that the seller is expecting for them to waive their right to have an offer date or you know a bidding war, per se. The other thing is pre-construction. Now, people uh, don't realize that there's a lot of pre-construction opportunities out there that you can pick up a home that's not constructed yet from a builder uh, through a realtor, and we can actually guide you to where you can go for those, what deals are, and honestly, you're not going to be in a bidding war with those because there's usually 30, 40, 50 homes available. 
When you mentioned that bully offer, you said to go in over asking. How do you know how much over asking to go in at? You want to really do your homework. Your realtor will do your homework uh, or help you with the homework to find out what the market value is and you know where you're going to have to end up. They're going to have conversations with the other realtors who have had conversations with their sellers to find out where they want to end up. And you often know from the comps that have sold. So if everything's selling for about 1.2, then you know that these people are going to want about the same. Uh, so that will be your guide. Yikes. Okay. Our next question comes from Jackson in Thornhill. He wants to know if he should bother spending anything to prepare his teardown to sell. Is it worth it? It is. I mean, it depends on the the type of condition that your teardown is in (laughs) because you want to make it attractive for potential buyers to come into. So sometimes we see teardowns that are just cluttered with litter and old furniture that isn't really going to help you show the property. You want to showcase the space in the property. You want to showcase the lot. So don't have, you know, garbage or old trailers or cars parked in the lot. Try to get rid of as much as you can because pretty much you're selling the lot. And a lot of times people will want to use the foundation to avoid tax implications. And that's where you want to uh, be able to showcase it in the best light possible. So Make sure that you declutter it, get rid of any garbage, and, uh, and, and then people will come out and hopefully like what they see in terms of the lot size and the foundation and be able to make that deal with you. All right. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can always reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just before we go, this week's hot listing, what have you got for us? You know, we've got a stunner, 74 Warren Bradley Street in Markham. This is in the Burr Oak and McAllen area. So Burr Oak is just south of Major Mac, north of 16th Avenue. This is priced to sell, $1.288 million. It's in the Bursey subdivision, so lots of great executive homes in this area. Nine-foot ceilings in this one. It's freshly painted. There's hardwood throughout. There's a laundry chute to make it easier so you don't have to carry laundry all the way down. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a three-plus-one-bedroom home, four bathrooms, and it is a 30-by-100-foot lot. This one will not last at all. A laundry chute. Wow. Laundry chute, yeah. (laughs) How cool is that? Now, for anyone who is unfamiliar, you call this an executive home. What does that mean? These are larger homes. Uh, they are in, uh, there's a little pocket in the Bursey area surrounded by a lot of great parks, huge parks, and uh, these homes are stunning. They, a lot of them have been upgraded. The builders did a fantastic job when this subdivision was coming up, and there are some really nice properties. And at 1.288, this is a steal. All right, Asif, one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. This is a three-plus-one bedroom property. It is four bathrooms. It is located at 74 Warren Bradley Street, and they can get information or book a showing by calling 905-554-5522, and one of our agents will get them through. And that's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan, or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. 
Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.